Hello, 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 everybody. I am so excited to be here. I am so excited to have you with me today for my very first episode of the Janae Franco Show. This podcast has been on my heart for a while, um, probably a little bit over a year, maybe about that. Um, and it's just taken me a while to get on board with it, to let the Lord do what he wanted to do and just respond to him in obedience instead of running the opposite direction <laughs> or asking too many questions. Or, um, you know, I, I told a few people, one of the reasons why this is live is so that I I come and so that I don't get too caught up in perfectionism. I know I'm probably not the only one here that might struggle with that. And when I'm worried about it being perfect, then I just, then I don't have to trust the Lord. And so that was something that he really put on my heart today or recently uh, that led me to step out and just get moving. One of the scriptures that really spoke to me when I was praying about and discerning, you know, when I should start and um, going through all the questions in my head was for if you remain silent at this time, relief and deliverance for all the Jews will arrive from another place, but you and your father's family will perish. And who knows, but that you have come to your royal position for such a time as this. This is from Esther chapter four, verse 14. And I just really identified with her story. Um, she's an underdog. She uh, was a Jew and she was in this position of queenship when the Jews were becoming persecuted. And so, you know, another, she was definitely somebody that spoke to me. And another reason that I picked today, August 11th, um, and I really only started thinking, okay, I'm going to do this uh, and we're going to get started about a week and a couple of days ago. And I looked at the being, being Catholic and being really into my saints. I was like, okay, let me pick a good, I'm going to do Wednesday. So let's pick the best Wednesday with the best, you know, with the saints on it. And sure enough, uh, my two of my very favorite saints, and they're very um, special to me and my family because two of my daughters are named after them. Uh, their feast day is today. So it's August 11th, and it is the feast day of St. Clair of Assisi, good friends with St. Francis, um, an Italian saints. Um, one of my favorite stories about her is that she, after she founded her order, there were some soldiers that were coming to attack Assisi, and she went out with a blessed sacrament and got down on her knees and begged God for, for their safety. And he responded to her in that. And um, being that I am very attached to my adoration, my blessed sacrament time, um, it's just very special to me. And also Claire means light and, or bright, bright or light. And then also today we celebrate St. Philomena, whose name means daughter of light. She was a 14 year old martyr. We don't know too much about her. Uh, we know, a little bit. And we also know that St. John Vianney, one of my also uh, all-time favorites, uh, calls her his little miracle worker. So St. Philomena is one of my daughter's middle names and St. Clair is another one. And so those two, I just knew it had to be today. And I knew that part of the reasons why I was here was, or why I even wanted to start a podcast was to be a light to the world. God has done so much for me. Um, my whole life, but I've become more and more aware of it in the last few years. And I just, I wanted to spread that light to others. And that's, that's why I'm here um, overall. So before I get too far into that, just a little bit of my background for those who may not know me, or that don't know my whole story. Um, I was born a cradle Catholic. 
Uh, it's a great gift that my parents were able to give me and my ancestors. Um, I went to public school and really all of my formation came from CCD. My mom taught CCD and then also youth group in middle school and in high school. So for me, my personal relationship with Jesus, I really took ownership of it around eighth grade. Um, and I have a great high school youth group director who really helped us find depth. Like she really wanted to challenge us, um, the ones that really wanted it to go deeper um, in our faith. And that was just a huge formative piece of my experience, as well as going to an amazing college, University of Louisiana at Lafayette. They had a fantastic student center, uh, Catholic student center. I'm pretty sure it's like even 10 times what it was now. In fact, my, my one of my friends who I was at the student center with is now the pastor there. And it's just blows my mind sometimes to think about how good God is and how um, he just really provides for his people. Um, and also, so then when I, when I met my husband, I was born and raised in Louisiana, stayed here most of my life. And when I met my, my husband, his job took him around, we went to Florida and Ohio for a little while. And so that time away was really formative for me. Um, and my faith, uh, even just what it meant to be married, uh, to merge my faith life in with my married life. What does that look like? There was a lot of questions I had. Um, and it was just really, really hard, if I'm being honest. I had all these big dreams um, as a college kid and even getting married. And then once I became a mom, things just didn't line up for me. It wasn't, I guess it wasn't what I expected. It wasn't what I anticipated. I'm not sure what I thought it was going to be, but... <laughs> Um, it certainly wasn't easy. And that's really when I was away from family and friends. Uh, we were as a family for about almost 10 years. And that is when I really became aware of my mental health issues, um, some anxiety, as well as postpartum depression and anxiety. And I've talked a little bit about that part of my story, and I won't go too much into it today, but it's certainly something that I like to talk about and bring to the light because um, God wants to heal us in every part of our story and every part of our lives. And new motherhood is, is just very challenging. Um, it was just a new, a new piece of my life. So all that to say, I figured out that I had postpartum depression. Long story short, I've got a little bit of counseling, got a little bit of help, um, and was able to use running as a tool to help my brain and my body and my spirit recover. Um, and I especially loved the running when I incorporated my spiritual life. And so that really helped me survive our, our remaining years in Cleveland, Ohio, which is where we were living at the time. So fast forward to moving home five years ago. Um, I had this anticipation, I think being gone for so long that what was missing in my life was actually not being home um, and that things were gonna be stressful until I moved home. And so I think I didn't realize how damaging that perception was. I don't know if you've ever had um, this expectation, like if you, you know, have this, then it's all going to be better. It's all going to be fine. Um, and then you get that thing and you realize, wait a second, <laughs> that's not what I was expecting or it didn't solve all my problems. And so that's really where I found myself. I remember this moment at our new house. Um, I pretty much had everything. I was comfortable. You know, I had everything that I thought I wanted and I was still so miserable inside. Like I just, my heart was hurting in a way that I just, I even, you know, I was having prayer time. I I had been trying to kind of pray my way through it. And I think I even, I'm not sure if I had a spiritual director yet at this point. Um, and I just remember crying while my daughter was napping. My third daughter, my other two were in school. 
and thinking like, this isn't what I signed up for. This is not what I thought life was going to be like. Um, why do I have everything and still feel this hole in my heart? Um, why am I praying and I'm still not getting solutions? Um, so anyway, that was what really led me into counseling, um, some secular counseling at that time, which really, really helped me process a lot of things that were happening. Um, then I got, I think at this point, I was able to get a spiritual director. I was able to kind of get back on track. Um, and God invited me into some some healing with him through also some Catholic counseling, through Catholic psych. Um, and so then fast forward a little bit more to a little over a year ago, I had been participating in an app called LuxU by Leah Darrow. And she had a summit, like an online summit. And it was um, right when we were all probably feeling the need to just something, have something, some kind of lifeline. And that is where I met the woman who would become such a light to me. And she's really part of how this whole podcast has come to fruition because she has said yes to God, to God in her own life and leading others into their freedom and their wholeness. Uh, and that woman is Lisa Canning. Just about a year ago, actually, probably really close to a year, I haven't calculated it, um, is when our Art of Being a Woman Masterclass that January Donovan wrote began. And Lisa Canning was my strategist. And I did the journey with about nine years. No, nine years. <laughs> Distracted. Nine other ladies that we just took this journey together. Um, and my life has just never been the same. In short, this class really helps us unearth our God-given desires and passions in every arena of our lives, um, whether that's our family, uh, whether that's our call um, to contribution, whether that's our intimacy with our spouse or with the Lord, or whether that's our health, mental, physical, spiritual, all of those things, um, to really unearth all of those things and hold us accountable to committing to the work that it takes to change. And this also really helped me unearth this passion that I had that we are all uniquely called to this mission that God has for us, um, that he has given us as our creator. Um, and that could be anything. Uh, that could be loving your family better. Um, that could be loving your spouse more, being more patient with your kids. It could be pursuing your own healing, taking part in that yourself, or even starting a business or a ministry that you've been dreaming about. Um, but the important thing I felt was that now is the time. Now is the time to respond to that call with love and obedience. Because if you're, but if you're anything like me, maybe you feel that call, maybe you feel that stirring. Uh, maybe you know that, you know, um, as somebody just commented, I can't see it. So just a Facebook user. So I don't know who it is, but um, you have this hole in your heart that something's got to fill. And when I have this, I'll be happier. Um, and for me, when I would read scripture and I had been praying, you just feel stuck and you don't know where to go and you don't know how to get to where you want to go. Uh, and so maybe you feel like this. This was a scripture and I talk about it a little bit because I deal, um, I have dealt a lot with anxiety in the past. And I used to read the scripture and just get angry. Like I didn't really notice it at first. I would just read it. And I was just like, this is not fair. So I'll just read it out loud. So it's from Philippians 4, 6, and 7. Have no anxiety at all about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. So you think it's a pretty simple verse, but when I would read this, 
I just felt angry because it seemed like no matter what I did, what I tried, how much I prayed, even the counseling um, that I had been through, like it seems like nothing that I did would make me not be anxious. So I never felt really, there was definitely glimpses. But overall, I did not feel that peace that God talked about. And it just felt unfair to me that this was the command and people would just say, well, just don't be anxious. And I'm like, but I can't just not be anxious. Like I need to know how to not, you know, to not be anxious. Um, So maybe, you know, so maybe then I started thinking, well, maybe this is out of my reach. Maybe it's just not possible for me. Um, Maybe this is a thorn in the flesh that is just not going to be removed. And now I, I do believe that there are going to be some elements of that where maybe there's, I've dealt with a lot of anxiety, but it's still definitely one of my go-to mechanisms. Um, so much of it has been uh, solved. I say solved. I shouldn't say solved. Um, I found a lot of freedom from it with different tools that I'll be talking about, you know, throughout this podcast, sharing my journey. But it still is sort of a little bit a thorn in my side. It's it's still something I go to, you know, first of all. But that lack that I really felt, I knew that God just had more for me in that. And maybe it's a different scripture for you, or it's a goal or an idea you have that just feels impossible. Um, or maybe it's even, you know, just finding that place where when, where you don't think when I have this, I'll be happier. Um, but ultimately, God knows what we need. Uh, and so I'm going to read this. This is, this is one of my very favorite books. Um, I've read it multiple times. It's underlined multiple times by Father Jacques Philippe. Uh, I love pretty much anything he writes. I highly recommend pretty much any of it. Um, but one of my favorites is for this especially is called Searching for and Maintaining Peace. He says this, I feel underprivileged compared to others, and I carry in me the constant nostalgia of another life, more privileged where finally I could do things that are worthwhile. I had the feeling that real life is elsewhere, elsewhere than the life that is mine, and I simply forget to live. With the impression that I would that all would go better, we would like the things around us to change that the circumstances would change. But this is often an error. It is not the exterior circumstances that must change. It is above all our hearts that must change. So I remember reading this and being a little bit confused at first. So it's, it's been something that I've sat with for a while because so often the circumstances that are around us feel like such burdens or, but if only this would change, then I would be happy. And it was really, it was quite a long process. I remember first reading this, you know, maybe two or three years ago. um, And I wasn't really sure what to do with that. Like, how do you, how do you think differently about your circumstances? Uh, One of the tools that I have found um, more recently is called Metanoia Catholic. It's a, they have a Catholic coaching podcast. That's incredible. I listen to it. Um, I binge it all the time, listen to it over and over again, take notes. Um, Matt and Aaron Ingold are the founders of that. And they just have so much wisdom to share about how we can take our emotions and our intellect and pass them through reason and what the wisdom of the church fathers have said about this, um, of how we can place our thoughts and place our inclinations at the foot of the cross and, and let the Lord send his grace into our hearts. Uh, One of the biggest things that I've really been 
sitting with, I guess, for a couple of years now. And I think it's maybe maybe I'm turning a corner. Who knows? But um, is the scripture about I didn't write it down, but it's about um, God's power is made perfect in our weakness. And I remember like one whole Lent, I want to say it was three or four Lent's ago. I was just up on my board and I was like, what do you mean? It just did not make sense. Because for me, I realized that um, I don't know how many perfectionists there are in the audience today um, or feeling like you have to have it all together or that it's up to you to make the changes in your life um, or it's up to we, we certainly have, and I say that, we certainly have a control that God has given us because we, we have free will. And so we do have to actually move and discern things and then take action on those things. But um, ultimately, it's God's grace. And my thought just flew right out the window. <laughs> the circ- I think we're talking about circumstances. Um, I'm distracted because in all honesty today we have, we're still in the middle of some renovations and we've got some people, some painters here right outside the window and I can hear them sanding. I hope you can't, but I can. Um, And it just took my thought, well, maybe I just wasn't supposed to say it. You know, it's perfection. I was like, thank you, Catherine. (laughs) I was talking about perfectionism. That's what it was. So in perfectionism, one of the things that I uncovered through doing some metanoia journaling this summer is that I thought there was something holy about my perfectionism. Like I had to present myself to the Lord, like all put together and all perfect and like, you know, hair done, makeup on, you know what I mean? Like I felt like I had to present myself to the Lord with all of these things like merits. And he just has slowly, cause he knew he, I mean, I wasn't going to listen if it was going to be, you know, slap me upside the head, but, um, and sometimes it is, but, slowly he's just been revealing to me how our weakness like that is where his power is able to step in like we are i have come to call the sinners not the righteous right and he says the tax collectors like that's why jesus eats with sinners like he invites them in um so that they're no longer sinners but you know well we're all sinners anyway all that to say (laughs) you recognize your need for jesus essentially that's what i'm getting at with this quote you recognize what that you need a savior. And I realized in so much humility um, that God just brought me to this point where he was like, you're trying to do it yourself. And even though I had this vision of myself as like, yes, this is the way it's supposed to be. This is what holiness is, is to be perfect and all put together. And he's like, but then you don't need me. And so then I'm basically just shutting God's grace out of my life by being so reliant on my own will my own um work so to speak and that doesn't mean that we don't have like for instance we talk a little bit about desires um or i've talked about desires and that they come from the father well yeah you can (sighs) discernment is is important and my friend lisa canning has been talking a lot about this lately as to how to discern those things but ultimately you have to take action you can think about things all you want you can plan um you can make spreadsheets, you can make all the pretty Canva things, like for instance, you know, for starting a business even for me, or, you know, um, when I began online about a year ago, I found myself constantly trying to plan out every single step. 
And I realized it's because I had this perfectionism mentality. But what God wanted for me was my weakness. I had just had this thought growing up that weakness was bad, that weakness meant that I had failed, that weakness was something I needed to run far, far away from. And so I would either, um, most of the time, actually, that caused me to just not move, to not take a step out, to not say that bold thing in a conversation, um, to not start that ministry online because I didn't have the right graphic or to not start the podcast because how am I going to do a podcast? Because how am I going to, you know, what is all the tech involved and how am I going to edit? Because I had um, my sister-in-law had done a podcast for a while and I remember hearing her talk about how she would sit and do editing and all of these things. And I was like, that is not what I want to do. <laughs> like I, I'm going to get so caught up in how perfect it's going to be that I'm never going to do it. And that's basically how I've lived, you know, a lot of my life. And I'm sure there's many of you here that can relate to that. But when we're not trusting and that's really what led me to take a step out and to say, God, in a lot of discernment and a lot of discussions with Jesus, he was like, these are, this is where I want you. And I'm, you know, in all transparency, um, this may wind up being very much a stream of consciousness for a little while. Um, I'm an external processor. It's really helpful for me to talk, as most of my friends know. Um, I might be having a conversation with them. And then I'm like, wait a second. That makes sense. Now I sit and try to write it on a piece of paper. Not necessarily. It doesn't usually come. I mean, I, I can write, but it's not my preference. So anyway, you're welcome to come along for the ride, but I'm just full disclosure here. I'm really not sure what the Lord is doing. He's told me enough to where I'm getting started. He's um, he's basically told me he wants me to get out of my head uh, and out here to you guys. So I appreciate your patience. And especially as I'm talking and I just completely lose you know, my train of thought. Uh, you know, my dreams for the podcast are very much just wanting to share my journey with you. Um, also, most of my friends know that I love a good vulnerable sharing if it can really help somebody else to take that step forward in action, to trust the Lord a little bit more, to have hope, you know, um, to just have hope that God has done this for somebody else. So many times what has given me the courage, uh, especially through my, my coach and my mentor, Lisa Canning, is watching how God has moved in her life um, and just how she continues to step forward in action, even when she's not sure. Uh, and then, you know, you just have to pivot sometimes because how many times are you like, okay, I'm sure this is what I'm supposed to do. And then you move and then you learn whatever you need to learn. And then God's like, or, you know, you might feel called in a different direction or something like that. Um, to not be afraid of that, to not be afraid of failure. Uh, one of my dear friends, Christy, also, she just posted a really beautiful Instagram post, I think yesterday about um, just failure and just to action brings clarity. It is, if I could just like put that in vinyl letters across the top of every room in my house, like <laughs> action brings clarity. When you take action, that is when you find that clarity of your dream. And so, so say you maybe you want to start um, a podcast or you want to start a ministry or something like just do something or become an influencer or something like just start posting, you know, say you want to, um, I don't know, um, teach your kids something about the Catholic faith. Maybe like maybe you have this, this new program that you want to try with the kids, like just do it. And if you don't like it, it's okay if you just stop in the middle. Now, it's funny. My, my husband and I talk about this sometimes. I'm like this with books. Like, I don't know if anybody else is. 
where you start a book and you're reading it and you're like, eh, just not feeling it. I mean, I read a lot of books. Like that is one, I don't know if you want to call it a gift or talent or a desire. Um, I don't know if anyone here has taken the Clifton Strengths uh, test. It's basically this thing that tells you what your strengths are. Um, I pretty much like to test. Okay. I'm, I'm diverting again, but I will take pretty much any personality test you give me. I love it. Not so that I can put myself in a hole, but because I love to understand myself so that I can better serve those around me. Honestly, like that's where the heart of it is. I think I'm digressing. So my first strength is learner. That's what it is. I didn't even know it's a strength. Did you know learner is a strength? That means you love to learn like period. That's a strength. I would never have thought that that was a strength. So you're one of those people that just like reads all the things and then you can do it in lots of different ways. Like maybe you like to teach. Maybe you like to have this conversation with a friend. You're having this one-on-one -on -one and you're like, wait, have you heard of this podcast, this episode? And you're like one of those people that can say, that's what, go listen to that. I think that you would really benefit from that. And so that's one of the things of being a learner. So I digressed from the book conversation. So that being said, I'm constantly reading books. And now it's like, I can really embrace that piece of me because my husband's not like that at all. And so there was a time when I was like, maybe I read too many books or maybe, I don't know. I didn't own that part of me as well as I do now. Um, and I would start a book and I'd be like, mm, I don't think this is it. And so I just put it back on the shelf and I would just wait for inspiration for a different book. Or maybe I'd be reading two or three books at the same time. And so I just wouldn't go back to that one at the time. But I think the point of me bringing that up <laughs> was like not being afraid to change maybe a direction that we've gone. I've experienced this multiple times this last year. Um, funny story, when I, around this last summer, actually, um, last summer, I had this kind of burning in my heart and I kept having this prayer time and I was like, I don't know what God's doing. Um, I had been through this really, really intense, dark couple of years of, of healing where I talked a little bit about some of the counseling I've been through there were some, just some things that were brought up um, that I really needed healing on uh, some things that had happened just a long, long time ago. And I realized that I had acted out of them for many, many years. Um, but the healing didn't come overnight. I was made aware of it and I really had to sit in it for probably a couple of years. I remember, Oh, one of my favorite, my very first podcast actually I ever listened to after going to the abide conference in Lafayette in 2017 um, I had a four month old baby strapped to me the whole weekend and I got to see Heather Kim and sister Miriam James and, um, Michelle Benzinger live at the abide conference and their stories were just so moving to me. So I started listening to their podcast, the abiding together podcast, highly recommend it. Um, I just cannot say enough good things. Those women are incredibly gifted, uh, with encouragement and healing. And so much of my own healing came through listening to their words that, that God allowed them to speak to so many women. And where was I going with that story? The Abiding Together podcast, healing. Oh, Michelle, or no, Heather had been through something similar. And I remember hearing that. And she was like, every Easter and every Christmas, she would be like, now would be a good time, Lord. Like, we're right here at a good, at a good, you know, resurrection. Like, let's have it, you know? And, um, but it wasn't time yet. And she went through something similar. And I remember being a little discouraged at the beginning of it, but I thought, well, if she can come out on the other side, then so can I. And even in that dark time, and even in the just so many tears and so much grief and so many, so much mourning really, and allowing my community around me to, to walk through it with me. I had hope because I heard Heather say, you know, she had been there and that she was on the other side and not 
There's a lot of other sides also. Let's be clear on that. Constant conversion. You know, we never arrive. We never make it. We're always on the journey. So I don't ever expect to arrive. And I hope that you don't either. Um, but at that point in that darkness, we do not stay in the darkness forever. That's also true. God desires different levels of our healing. And, you know, at that time, it was pretty deep and dark. But I came out of it with his grace, with his mercy, with us just that continuing to show up, even when I didn't feel it, to continue to show up in prayer um, and to read the scriptures of the day and to journal uh, and to set that time aside, even when I really wasn't feeling it, even when I really didn't want to. I'm never saying there wasn't a day. Uh, I'm not saying there wasn't a day that I, I, you know, caved to my feelings and my emotions. But ultimately, I knew enough, like I knew he loved me and I knew he wanted what was good for me. And I just had to trust what everybody was saying that they had also experienced that. And so I don't even know where I was before that, but um, that's what, that's what my dream is here. I think that's a good, a good wrap up point. You know, I began this podcast because I had, I've listened to other podcasts where or read books or experienced coaching or mentors or friendships where they were the light of Christ to me because maybe they were a little bit farther ahead in that arena. Maybe they were a little farther ahead in the journey. Maybe they had been through what I had been through and were on the other side, or maybe they were in it and we were able to share that, you know, with one another, but they were able to bring the light of Christ to my heart. They were able to shine that spotlight on those places in my heart that just really needed to be, to be renewed, to be restored and to be healed. And until the light of Christ goes there, it can't be. If as long as it's in the darkness, he, he can't touch it. You know, if we hide it from him, he can't heal it. So that's, that's the desire of this podcast for me is to bring the light of Christ to anybody who feels discouraged, who maybe feels even powerless to find that freedom that they so deeply desire that maybe you're trapped in your own mind in, in this own, your own prison. Maybe you feel like you're, you're in prison in your own head and you don't know how to get out of it. I've been there and I've found some ways out of it and I found some tools and I'm constantly on the journey, but God has just been so good to me this year. He's been so good to me um, in my story and the women I've seen around me. And I just want to offer hope and encouragement Um because he's good and he loves you and we are all uniquely called to our mission. And he wants us to live in that abundant love because for me, you know, the healing isn't just for me, that time that we set aside to be with our Lord one-on-one -on -one, to have that dedicated prayer time where we're reading scripture. That is so essential. I mean, you, you cannot do anything without having your daily prayer time some kind of way. And we can do as little or as much as, as we, we have this state in life. I mean, if you're a busy mom, that might look very different than if your kids are all out of the house. But we have to do our part to continue to offer up our time. And God will multiply that. He will multiply that. And he will use the gifts that we have for those desires in our heart. You know, for me, before any of this, this you know, Instagram, oh, that's what I was talking about with starting my ministry. <laughs> We'll get back to that a little bit. Um, before any of this came into fruition, my dream was to not yell at my kids so much because I yelled at them all the time. And it didn't seem no matter what I did, how many times I went to confession. Um, and it took a priest 
one time that that's why I like, um, I like to go to the same priest a lot for confession so that, um, and, and for spiritual direction so they can kind of see where I'm at and encourage me. And they said, I think there's some, something underneath that anger that you keep coming to me for. And I was like, huh, cause I just never really thought about that before. And so that really is what's, you know, spiraled me into this deep, deep journey of healing. Um, there was so much grief and so much sadness that I had not allowed myself to feel that was underneath that anger. And so that was my dream when I started was just, or when I started, I don't know, just somewhere down along the line was like, okay, I want peace in my heart. I want peace in my home. I don't want to yell at my kids as much. I want to be a mom that has, has joy in my heart that can actually play with my kids that cannot be resentful of my kids. Um, that was another thing to realize was that, you know, I just, I resented them so much for needing me and I didn't want to be there, but I had to say it out loud. I had to bring that to Jesus in order for him to do something with that. Um, and so that's kind of how it started. And then as it snowballed and, and I'll just finish that story about when I started not being afraid to pivot uh, or not being able to change is that uh, my dear friend, Maria Abbey with running myself together, I had reached out to her, I think it was before, before COVID uh, and I was in this little, I don't even know, something to help her build her ministry at the time. And we just started having these conversations back and forth. And I, I was like, we had this conversation in July of last year. And she was like, so Janae, do you want to like start your own brand? I was like, no, I do not you know, want to have that. I just want to help you build your brand. And then God was like, hmm, not so much, Janae, but gently. He convicted me over the next few weeks that that's where he wanted me to try and, and try and find people, you know, that were struggling with what I was struggling with. I would have given anything when I was living in Ohio to have found somebody that could really understand my struggle with postpartum depression and anxiety and to have that community. Um, I did have some, but I just was like, there's people out there that are going to need this, that are going to need that light in their lives. And so I was like, I'm going to be a blogger. I was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go start a blog. I'm going to write this blog post. And my friend Maria agreed to put it on her blog because it had to do with running and like my story. Um, I can put that in the show notes of how um, running was really what brought me out of that, that time of um, postpartum depression, anxiety, and all of that that I was feeling. And so I wrote this blog post. And then I remember having, you know, I had a website. I had put this blog post on the website and I was going to be a blogger. And so I, I remember going to this coffee shop a couple, I was like, okay, I got to write my next post. And at this point, I'd already known and, and started some coaching, some one-on-one -on -one coaching with Lisa Canning. Um, and I was telling her, I was like, I went to this coffee shop to write and I could not like sat there for two hours. It was like writer's block. I was like, I can't do it. And I had all these things on my mind that I wanted to express and I just couldn't get it across on paper. And actually, what's funny at this point is my spiritual director had also told me at the time, he's like, have you ever thought of a podcast? And I just laughed at him. I'm like, uh, no. <laughs> thank you for the recommendation. And um, so I told my, my coach, Lisa, I was like, I can't, I can't process it. It's just not coming out. And um, she's like, well, why don't you just try talking, like speaking it? And so I did this voice memo when I was walking. I think I was taking a walk with my baby later in the day and pushed him in the stroller. And I just put the voice memo on and I was like, okay, this is what I'm trying to explain. And then it just came right out. And I thought, okay, I guess I'm not a blogger. Cause I was like, so I can just speak. <laughs> She's like, uh, yeah. So anyway, long story short, uh, you know, I had to pivot and I, my husband still kind of laughs about it to this day that, um, he's like, Oh, that one blog post. I'm like, yes, that one blog post. But you know, 
it wasn't a failure. I tried it and God used it to show me where my gifts really were in other areas. Um, and I still do enjoy writing and I, I do enjoy, you know, posts on Instagram and um, all those other things. But there's definitely more stress involved for me. I would much rather just show up here and talk to you like we're having coffee together in a room. Um, so that's my story. I'm going to put some of the links for those things uh, in the show notes. So you'll be able to see what I've been talking about today. Um, also, I would love it if you would go and sign up for my email list. You can find that on my website, which is www.janaefranco.com. Um, it should be right on the main page. You can also find a link to the podcast there. Um, I would love it if you would share it with a friend, if this has been impactful for you. Um, I would love to have you on the journey. I look forward to also bringing in some of my friends and mentors and other people who have lots of thoughts about what it looks like to keep our, our you know, minds happy and keep, uh, happy, keep our minds like on Christ, you know, and what does that look like to live that out in the world? I have so many inspirational friends that are just really living it out. And I look forward to doing some interviews. Um, but if you're on my email list, then you'll know, you'll be the first to know what's next. And I look forward to seeing you guys again next week at 1 p.m. on Wednesday, Central Time. And until then, God bless you and be a light to the world.